right. Well, good morning and welcome to another Mornings with Mara. Today we have Rob with us and we're going to focus today on effective insurance growth and marketing tactics for 2021 and beyond. So hold on to your hats, take lots of notes. We will be, of course, recording this. It'll be available on demand later. So if you want to go back and get some additional ideas or share it with your team, I hope you will. So let me introduce Rob to you. Some of you might know him. He's an executive lines broker at um, Risk Placement Services, and he's new to Austin. So Rob, you moved here a couple years ago, right? Yes, I did. Yep. And you came from, you worked for a family owned agency outside of New York City. Yep, that's where I spent the first uh, about 11 years of my career in the insurance industry. Wow, that quite a difference from New York City to Austin, isn't it? Absolutely, and it's uh, a great difference. Uh, just hope all the true Austin people don't hate on me too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. Well, I'm I'm a transplant too, so I'll try and be kind. Um, I think today you're really going to enjoy the presentation. Rob's got a lot of great ideas on um, focusing on marketing content, content marketing. Um, I think you've had some good successes and probably some failures that you've learned some great lessons on. So I'm going to pass this off to you and I will come back near the end. If folks have questions or comments, just put it in the chat feature and we'll monitor that as we go and we'll do a little bit of Q&A at the end. So Rob, it's all yours. Go for it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for joining today. Um, as Mara said, we're going to talk about growth and marketing and really sales uh, in general uh, when it comes to insurance. Um, I apologize. I do talk fast. That's the New Yorker in me. Um, I do my best to slow it down. Uh, I know everyone doesn't like to listen as fast as I talk, so I'll do my best there. Um, but long story short, sales is not a dirty word. And uh, everyone wants to be a risk advisor. And I don't, you know, trusted advisor, that's a great thing. But you need to get the opportunity to be the trusted advisor. And so that's really what we're going to talk about today. I'm, I'm not going to disparage anyone for, you know, touting themselves as a trusted advisor. Once again, I think that's the way to go. But we just need the opportunity. So with that, I'll kind of cover a quick agenda here. Uh, this is what we're going to run through. And I apologize uh, if I'm talking fast already. Once again, going to slow it down here. Everyone wants to grow, you know, that's obvious, but budget, whether it's time or money, it's just those are the constraints that we all live in. The good news is it is totally possible to grow. You're just going to make a compromise on either time or money. So for me, there's two strategies, either, you know, you've got your inbound, which is your content creation and your outbound, which is your more traditional, you know, picking up the phone, smiling and dialing. We're going to get into all of them. We're going to get really tactical, but you know, we're going to start kind of building block up there. I don't want to just fire hose you guys with a ton of stuff, but we are going to get super specific. I want you to be able to implement this stuff by the time we're done, not just feel warm and fuzzy and be like, that was a fun presentation. So my background, Mark covered this pretty much, started in, uh, at an agency outside of New York City. We focus specifically on contractors insurance. And so that's kind of the lens that I view things through uh, for the most part. Keep in mind, we were a small agency, we didn't have thousands of dollars, but we were still able to get this done. So don't feel like because you don't have $5,000 a month to throw at this, it's impossible. We literally had about $300 a month and that was it. So, you know, we didn't have, you know, uh, all the fancy tools and all the fancy stuff. Our website costs like a thousand bucks and like it just, it, people get overwhelmed by the tools, but the tools are not that important. It's really just about doing the thing. So let's start with inbound marketing. This is the stuff that makes people reach out to you, which I mean, everybody wants. Uh, at the end of the day, I mean, 
Who doesn't want interested prospects in your niche reaching out saying, I need help? That's, that's like the perfect situation. So let's talk about how we make that happen. It all starts with your website. Your website needs to be your digital home and where you spend the most amount of time. Uh, social media is great and we'll cover that very briefly, but if you want to build real value on the internet, your website's where you need to start and you need to do that with content, really long, meaty content, articles about a topic that you know, you're gonna commit to. You're also gonna to wanna to do some video. I mean, everyone's gotten a little more comfortable in video uh, with uh, the last year. Uh, we won't talk about what happened, but we all know what happened and you know, webcams became our favorite. Um, and that's, to me, I think that's a great thing because far too long video was pushed to the background and nobody wanted to do video and insurance was just like, no, we don't need video. But your simple webcam, I mean, that's what I'm using here today, can really get the job done for website videos and they can start generating traffic and leads and all of that stuff. So for your inbound marketing, simple website, simple webcam, and then a really simple landing page. That's kind of where you want your or conversion page, if you will. So you get them interested with your article. You maybe have a video on that article so that, you know, once again, keep it interesting, keep people entertained and engaged. And then you've got that landing page, which is your, you know, you're getting their information. That's kind of them taking the first step towards interacting with you. Um, now, the last thing I really wanna stress this is patience. Far too many people will dabble in this and, and they'll spend you know, two weeks or a month and be like, well, I created one article and I shared it on Facebook and I didn't get any leads, so I guess this thing doesn't work. Unfortunately, time is gonna be a big commitment. You're gonna to have to spend four, six, or even a year focused on this to really start to get the meaningful result. And trust me, the results will come as long as you follow the process, create the content, have a niche. You'll be, I mean, it's gonna be a frustrating few months. That's just the reality. But you can accelerate that if you have some money, you spend some money on ads, et cetera, et cetera. But having that time, being patient, it will pay off. You'll start getting those leads and slowly but surely those leads will build. I can tell you the agency that I left in New York, they're still getting over 150 leads every single month from content, most of which I did back in like 2016. And it just continued, it, it's like an asset. You build it and it just creates value long-term. So I hope uh, I didn't overwhelm you there, but I, I really believe in inbound marketing and creating that content. And I just want you to, I want you to do that. I, I want you to do the thing and create the content and reap the rewards. I'd love to hear from some of you in six months, a year and be like, hey, this is working. These, I'm starting to get leads. I still remember the first time I had a client reach out and say like, hey, I need help. And they referenced an article that I wrote. And I was like, oh man, like it's such a rush and I want you all to experience that. And it's, it's great. So moving on from inbound marketing, let's talk about social media. Once again, everyone wants to focus on social media and social selling and this, that, and the other thing. It's, it, it's important and I don't mean to minimize it and tell you to stay off of it, but if you're in the business world, which is where most of you should be if you're really trying to you know, do this sort of tactic, I'm sure it, there's a way you could tweak it to personal lines, but to me, it just plays super well for commercial. And if you're in the commercial space, LinkedIn is where you wanna be. LinkedIn, but once again, 
while you want to be there, you don't want to spend all your time there. You know, inbound, outbound, those are really your core principles and social should be like this much of your time. Um, I do think there's some value in LinkedIn articles and creating those, you know, longer form posts on LinkedIn. And this is a really great opportunity if you're in a producer at a big firm and maybe you can't create website content, you can use LinkedIn as kind of your digital home. So you know, not to totally discount LinkedIn, but your website is obviously the best place to create content. If you can't go that route, LinkedIn is fine. You know, create connections and all of that, but but don't be one of those people spamming all over. You know, LinkedIn groups have gotten super gross. LinkedIn email or LinkedIn in-mail, in-mail. They couldn't, it's email basically. But anyway, um, it's just super icky. Like you send a connection request and then you're immediately spamming them with like, hey, do this, blah, blah. like, oh, like, Let's let's treat people like we want to be treated and use LinkedIn as it should be used. Create posts, create value. And, you know, that's really the key to inbound marketing is creating value and sharing it with people. And then when they have a problem, they're going to come to you. So I've harped on that enough. Let's kind of just summarize this. I believe you should be spending like 50 percent of your time on that inbound. The other 50% of your time, you should be spent on outbound. So I don't want to discourage anybody from picking up that phone. I've got a phone here on my desk. I use it all the time. Um, but you do need to kind of yin and yang that to really get the most value you can out of your time, which is your only fixed asset. Um, you know, once again, social media afterthought, don't be spending eight hours a day on LinkedIn and, and tell me your social selling. I mean, you're probably going to get fired. That's just the reality. Um, I mean, maybe you're great at LinkedIn and, and you're generating tons of leads there and feel free to slap me in the comments uh, or chat uh, and say like, yo, I'm generating all this stuff on LinkedIn and, you know, hats off to you. But I, I think that's probably a one percenter kind of thing, not the majority of you. So creating that long form content on your website, that's where you need to be spending a core amount of your time. Now. Moving right along, let's get into outbound. This is, you know, more of the traditional pick up the phone and, and dial and, you know, get everyone excited, you know, about doing business with you. Once again, historically, the telephone was the most reliable tool to, to generate business. In my opinion, the webcam and, you know, a video email tool has not replaced the phone because you can't replace the phone. Tons of deals still get done on the phone. And honestly, moving deals forward over the phone is probably the fastest way to do that. But warming and kind of starting that relationship in a video format, in my opinion, is far more ideal. You're going to get, uh, you know, they're going to have a chance to kind of vet you out versus you just leaving a voicemail. It's, you know, a video voicemail. How great is that? So let's get into some outbound tactics. To me, um, outbound is very systematized, processed. And so that's kind of the, the lens that I view that through. So you want to start by building a list, um, you know, this not super reminiscent uh, of the old days of being thrown a phone book and saying start at A, but let's be a little more tactical about that and uh, start from you know some sort of niche. My background was contractors and so that was my focus and I built a list of contractors and, and really called off of that. Um, another thing to think about when it comes to lists is you don't need to go buy a list. There's a lot of companies that will try and sell you a list for 500 or $1,000 or whatever. You, you don't need to do that. The, the internet is out there with tons of free stuff. And honestly, if you follow the process of doing some research, you don't really need them to give you like a super comprehensive enriched list or whatever else 
marketing gobbledygook that they're trying to sell you and say that this is worth a thousand dollars but once you've got your list you really want to research those people before you pick up the phone before you send them a cold video email do a quick little bit of research and this this does not mean spend an hour researching each prospect you don't know these people they might not be a good fit five minutes five minutes in Google you should be able to pick up a little bit of information that you can use to have a high level conversation and kind of break the ice. I like to get a little silly when it comes to breaking the ice and I'll talk about that more in a second, but to me getting their attention is the most important in that initial phase. This brings me to the other thing that is really critical when it comes to doing outbound or even inbound really is having a CRM. CRM is very different than an AMS, uh, sorry, too many acronyms there, but CRM, Customer Relationship Management. The idea being that you can have a prospect in there and have a lot of detailed notes about who they are, what they like, what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. Once again, I like to do research, I like to get personalized. And so if I find out that someone is a Yankee fan, I'm gonna write that down. Uh, apologize if uh, we got a bunch of Astros or Rangers fans on here, grew up in New York, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Um, but anyway, um, having that saved makes for a better long-term situation. You're ideally gonna be dealing with these customers for years, and so having that data there is super valuable in my opinion. You pick back up and instead of like kind of having that initial conversation over and over again of you know chit-chatting sports and blah, 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 blah. You can have all that stuff right there at your fingertips and you can ask them about their dog. You can ask them about their favorite sports team, et cetera. And it, once again, in my opinion, makes a huge difference for that relationship component. So once again, I like to do kind of a systematized approach when it comes to outbound. And this is kind of what that looks like. So I like to lead with a cold video email. Um, there's tools that we'll get to later so you can actually implement that. But the cold video email to me is a great solution versus a cold call to kind of warm the prospect up. You're gonna reach out, maybe be a little silly, have some fun with it. Um, I have a whiteboard, I'll put their name on it and kind of point to it or you know whatever, get their attention. The idea at this point is to get them to the point where they know your name, they know your firm's name, so that when you pick up the phone and call them, they're like, oh yeah, you're the guy who sent me the silly video, or you don't have to be silly, but I, I tend to go silly because it's just more memorable. You know, Insurance is dry and somewhat boring, and let's be honest, most people don't get real excited about insurance, so if you can leave a little something memorable, I, I think it goes a long way, and that's just my personal opinion and my experience. So. You're gonna to wanna to do your cold video email, you're gonna to wanna to do some warming emails. To me, that's stuff like sharing white papers, sharing blog posts, really any sort of value you can create to the point where the customer feels like, or prospect feels like you've given them something without asking anything in return. And then when you call them, they're gonna be like, oh, hey, this is the guy. He sent me video email, shared me some valuable resources. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give him five minutes. Let, let's hear his pitch, Let, let's have that conversation. And then you can transition into your risk advisor, trusted advisor, whatever you want to call it. Um, and to me, it's just a much better way. You've got that process. Now, obviously, everyone doesn't take that phone call and is like, yes, here, here's a BOR, take over my insurance, be my guy. That's where it comes back to the CRM. You can do your quarterly follow-ups, whatever that looks like, whatever your cadence wants to be. But having that CRM allows you to track each thing and say, all right, I called this guy on this day, This I, I need to reach back out. It just gives you that really high level overview 
of the customer or prospect and what you did when, which allows you to then tweak your process based on the results. If you find that, you know, for you, you like to do a cold email, cold call, and then some warming emails, or if you want to do a cold call and then a video, but you can see that and have a process and look at, oh, hey, you know, I reached out to Tom this way and it worked. I reached out to Bill this way and it didn't work. To me, those are the benefits of having both a process and a CRM. So let's get into the tools a little bit. Um, I apologize. I'm like, fire, I feel like I'm fire hosing you guys and I, I hope uh, I'm, I'm not going too fast. But when it comes to outbound tools, um, there's really, same thing when it comes to video. You don't need fancy, you don't need expensive, you don't need to spend a ton of money. I mean, I came from a really small agency. We didn't have a ton of money. We didn't have, you know, Salesforce. We didn't have HubSpot. We weren't spending thousands of dollars on tools and subscriptions and this and that. You just, you, I mean, most agencies don't have that kind of budget. If you do, awesome, good for you. You've got a leg up on the next guy. But most people, let's just use some basic stuff and you know just do the thing because it's more important that you do it than it is that you have the fanciest gizmos and gadgets and software and whatever. So the number one thing you need, in my opinion, when it comes to doing outbound is that CRM. It's really, really critical. I like the tool called Pipedrive. It's super inexpensive. It's like 15 bucks a month, gives you a really simple view. You can see what's going on. Um, I'm not a paid uh, endorser or affiliate or anything like that. It's just a piece of software that I've used for, I don't know, probably five or six years now at this point. Um, if you're on a super tight budget, you can do it with Excel or a Google Sheet, but in my opinion, the $15 a month is totally worth it um, for all of the reasons that I've already kind of harped on. Um, it just gives you that overview. There's tons of other shortcuts depending on which CRM, but all that being said, consider investing that small amount in a CRM. Video tools, another thing, you just, in, in my opinion, 2021, you need a video email tool, but the good news is you don't have to use a paid one. Free one, Vidyard, zero dollars. Who doesn't like free? Uh, webcam, I mean, you can use your built-in webcam, but I, I would recommend going with something like a basic Logitech. I know they've kind of bumped up in price because of the last year, but still 50 to 75 bucks one time, you're gonna get better audio, you're gonna get better video, and it's just gonna be a better experience, more professional, more polished, maybe add some extra lights. I mean, hey, get crazy. But once again, you don't need to spend $250 on a ring light don't do it. Like a basic floor lamp with some extra lights. That's great. Um, if you'll notice a trend here, I'm talking about budget, things that you can actually do affordably because I want you to do this. I don't want you to get you know, tied down in, oh, I need all of this money to do this thing. I need to sell it to leadership. No, just do the thing. 50 bucks, 15 bucks a month for a CRM, free video email. Like this is all very affordable. Like, please do this. I want you to. So, Let's put it all together with some implementation. To me, once again, the process is so important. That allows you to have a repeatable thing that you do over and over and over again. Because let's be honest, insurance is a sales game. You know, yes, you get to a big book point, maybe you taper down and you kind of just live the country club lifestyle. But by and large, most of us are on the grind. And so if you can have a process, you can have some fun with it, you can tweak it, you can make it your own, but that's a process so that, let's be honest, sometimes you take a week off from prospecting because you get drowned out in the minutia of renewals and tough accounts and stuff like that. 
But once again, having that process, you just pick it right back up. You're not reinventing the wheel every time you need to get the pipeline full. So it's also measurable, which is great. Leadership likes that. You can see, you know, oh, if I make this many cold emails, if I do this many cold calls, all of that stuff, the CRM helps. But ultimately, it's about the process. For me, I, I'm a very process-oriented guy. I, I do a spreadsheet for my groceries, so hey, whatever. Um, the other thing that's really important when it comes to implementation is having a niche. Everyone talks about it all the time when it comes to B2B or commercial. You got to have a niche, and there's a reason for it, because it works. Now, you don't need to run away from anything outside of your niche. I focused on construction in a prior life, now I focus on professional lines, but that doesn't mean, oh, I won't help you with something else. I'll introduce you to somebody else or in an agency, you, you, know, you have a coworker who does the other thing. But having that niche will allow you to deal with people easier, it will allow you to create content better. All of that just, it, it makes this whole thing work. It's kind of like the, the glue. Now, when it comes to picking a niche, obviously you wanna pick something you enjoy, but you gotta pick something that also has a big enough client base. Like two years ago, everyone wanted to insure breweries. Every young producer that I talked to was like, oh, I'm gonna focus on breweries. Well, that's cool. And you know, then you can swipe the, the corporate card and you know, pay for some beers. But let's be realistic. Everyone can't focus on breweries. There needs to be some unsexy niches that you pick. Um, I picked construction because purely, you know, in New York, that was just, that's where the premiums were. Now I focus on professional lines. It's more of a strategic thing, in my opinion. Construction I picked because in New York, construction premiums are great. And now with my role at RPS, executive lines or professional lines, because once again, I just think it's the opportunity line. So, you know, DNO and all that stuff, it's rising. And so be opportunistic when it comes to picking your niche. Don't just pick, you know, the dog accounts that like you've got one of these things and you kind of hate working on it, but it pays some premium. Like that's not really the great approach. Like if you love cars, focus on cars, focus on garages, focus. There, there's so many avenues when it comes to picking a niche that you just pick something that excites you at least a little bit. You know, you're gonna be focused on this for a year or more. So have some fun. Insurance can be fun and it's not just fun when you're on the golf course or at the, you know, events. It can be fun in a day-to-day -day business if you pick the right niche. So let's get super tactical as far as what this looks like on a day-to-day -day basis. For me, phase one, you are gotta start by writing that long form content. In my opinion, you start with two blog posts in that thousand to 2000 words, kind of crank that out on your niche topic. So for me, construction, professional lines, whatever the case may be, you pick your thing and write that, that content. Then really simple. You go back to LinkedIn, start sharing that stuff, take little snippets, create a post, link to the bigger thing. Next, in my opinion, you want to start with outbound, which is picking up that phone, you know, building your list, doing your cold emails. To me, those cold video emails are really important because it brings you to phase four, which is actually adding video back to your long form blog post. Once you've gotten a little more comfortable by doing the cold video emails, you're, you're just comfortable on camera and you don't think about the fact that there's somebody watching you. It's just, it's just, I mean, a lot of people because of the last year have gotten a lot more comfortable on video, but I still think there's room for improvement. So by starting with that outbound process and then going back and doing the talking head style videos for your website, uh, it just kind of builds that comfort. And then 
It's just do it again. Keep going again and again and again to the point where you've got, you know, ideally you're going to be creating maybe two or three long form blog posts a month. You're doing video for each of them. And that's when you really start getting the snowball going and start seeing the results. But once again, you've got to commit to this as far as time. You don't want to try this for three weeks or a month and then be like, oh, it didn't work. I'm going to, I'm going to email Rob and, and rip him a new one because he, I tried this thing and it didn't work. Months. You, you need to commit the time. One thing I will give you in help towards committing to that time is adding an accountability partner. An accountability partner makes a world of difference. For me, when it just a supervisor or somebody like that is not the same thing. This is someone who's on your same level that can really hold your feet to the fire in a more friendly fashion than someone who has the ability to fire you. This is a, you know, keep you going. You guys stoke each other's fire and just really get excited about doing this. Find somebody, it doesn't have to be someone locally. Mine was in Louisiana um, and we became great friends. We met at an insurance networking event and just really clicked and uh, we're still super tight today. We basically committed to a six month partnership together where we held each other super accountable. And every week it was, hey, what'd you do? Hey, did you get that thing done? You said you were gonna get this thing done. Did you do it? And it makes such a huge difference in actually getting the thing done. So, I hope that helped as far as, you know, kind of having a timeline, having a process. Um, I do feel like I totally fire hosed you, but there are a few additional resources that I think you should check out. And that is two books and a podcast. Um, the first book is called They Ask, You Answer by one of the kind of legends or godfathers of content marketing, Marcus Sheridan. Uh, his name has been around a while. Maybe you've heard of him. Um, the second is a book called Everybody Writes by Ann Hanley. She is a prolific content marketer, uh, writer, and it's just, she has fun with it. And that's the thing. Having fun when you work makes work seem a whole lot better. And this whole process, in my opinion, can be really fun. I mean, maybe it's because I enjoy it. Um, but to me, those two books, Marcus is a little more, you know, tactical and a little more fun. And the last recommendation there is a podcast, which is called Blissful Podcast, uh, Blissful Prospecting. And, uh, that one is totally different. It's just an interview type show. Uh, Jay Bay or Jason Bay uh, interviews salespeople and they talk about, you know, their prospecting and what that looks like. And it just kind of keeps you motivated to keep going because at the end of the day, it's a grind and, you know, getting opportunities is not easy. And there's going to come days where you're like, oh, I just I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I don't I, I don't want to pick up the phone. I, I, I don't want to create the article. I don't want to shoot the video. But stuff like this, you know, podcasts uh, and books and events and attending webinars like this, they all help keep you going uh, in addition to that accountability partner. So I hope you found that super helpful. I, I know I totally like fire hosed everybody, but go back and watch the recording. Maybe you can slow it down when you watch the recording there. Um, but thank, if, yeah, if, thanks, Rob. You know, it's funny if you'll go back just to that last slide as people are grabbing the names of yeah. those books. Um, we actually had Marcus Sheridan speak at one of our conferences about four or five years ago. And okay. that book is excellent. So and I haven't read Ann Hanley's, but I will after this. And, you know, a couple things that I've never heard anybody really talk about niches from a perspective of that opportunistic kind of perspective. 
Um, but I love the idea of, of choosing an area that you are passionate about in the world and applying insurance to that as opposed to just thinking about it from a standpoint of, you know, what makes sense right now. Because I do think that makes things stay really fun. We did in the last uh, Mornings with Mara do, do a very specific presentation on how to build a website and how to make it really the messaging meaningful. So if people haven't watched that, you might want to go back to that page and find it on our website as well. And a couple of things, what I loved is the idea of having that accountability partner. Um, a lot of times I'll have, in fact, I have one client that that's what I do. He checks in with me twice a week to tell me what he's going to do and did he do it. And the results he's getting are huge just because you've got somebody that you have, you're holding yourself accountable to who's not your your boss. So he's actually used me as an executive coach from that perspective. But another book, and I don't know if you've ever read it. Have you read Atomic Habits? I have not. Uh, okay, you, you it's familiar. Actually, you might really like it, especially if you're a process person. Um, but they, they talk about stacking habits, like find a habit you already do and then build a habit against it. So it's like if I always go work out at lunch, make it up, um, then before I go work out, I'm going to make sure I do this other habit. So it gets ingrained. It's almost a reward system with your current habits, which I love. And what they talk about is if you do something better 1% every day, one day you'll wake up and it's like an overnight success, but it's the, it's the consistency, right? And it's not giving up over time, but do, you know, it's a numbers game and it's, it's interesting. You know, I work with a group of producers and if they take one week off on prospecting, they can feel the pipeline slow. One week, you, you feel a difference. So keeping those habits going is really critical. Um, I also just wanted to, to comment, you know, you can work with your carriers sometimes to get, um, uh, prospect lists, SciWave, there's a lot of great tools out there for, for looking for, for prospecting. Um, and so I think those are great tips for people um, as you move forward. So with that, I, I guess it looks like, you know, if anyone wants to chat in, I think you've got a question you wanted to ask Marcus, uh, or I'm, I'm looking at Marcus, but you're Rob. So <laughs> let's call you the right name after all. Um, and you're right. A year ago, I felt completely uncomfortable um, on video and now it's like well that's just how you look so <laughs> yeah i guess i can't do anything about it at the end of the day yeah so uh if we don't have any questions coming in i'd love to ask a question and that is uh really you know based on what people heard today i'd, I'd love to hear you know kind of what's your concern or what do you feel is holding you back because uh once again like i want people to implement this like that's you know it's great if we attend these sort of things it's great if we attend you know events and all of that stuff but like you got to do the thing so i'd love to hear you know what's holding you back or you know if there's anything i can do to help i mean i really want people to succeed yeah great there is one question so i'll address i'll address that and that is can iit help with finding the markets for a niche you're passionate about and yes we we have our advantage markets program so Lisa Webb's a great person to reach out to her to lweb at iit.org. Um, so certainly make sure that you, you know, take advantage of that if there's an area you want to develop and grow on. So that's fantastic. So we've got a few other comments in here. Um, somebody really likes the idea of that accountability partner, which I love that. And one of the things I do if you happen to run a sales team, I actually run competitions where instead of it's being what I'm going to do, I buddy people up. So you feel a lot more accountable when Rob, you and I are partners. And if I don't do my numbers, we lose the competition. And that kind of finding fun ways to, to 
do that grind is really a key part to success as well. So those are some some tips and tricks there as well. So thank you, Rob, for your time today. Um, I really appreciate the fact that you took the time to do that and share those ideas with our members. This will be, again, it's recorded. It'll be available on our website. And um, I'm going to just quickly, if any of you are interested, we'll just move to the next slide. Next week, we'll have our agent roundtable. And so if you want to attend that, you can register for it on our website. So what we're doing now is we have Mornings with Mara at one Thursday, and the next Thursday we're doing Zoom roundtables. So we'll do breakout sessions. Some of you attended last month. If you're interested this month, it's just for 45 minutes to an hour next Thursday. This will be the topic, so we'll really specifically cover what are you doing. So hopefully you'll join us and share with each other your successes. Um, so I think that'll be a highly interactive session as well. And then um, for the next Mornings with Mara, we're actually doing a special um, presentation or, or conversation. So many of you know Jim Gavin. Jim has actually decided to retire at the end of June. It was super sad for us. Hopefully we'll trick him into coming and doing more stuff. But we're going to do a fun conversation with him on his last day on June 30th. Um, just kind of pick his brain a little bit, hear from him. He's been with us for 20 years. He's, been, he's fantastic. Um, and one of the fun things about Jim is he makes everything funny. So if you want to be at least amused for a little bit, that would be a great call to get on. It'd be nice to send him a little bit of love as he moves on to the next phase of his his life and his career. So um, with that, I think we're all wrapped up. Rob, you have a great day. I hope all of you have a great time. We do have InsureCon coming up in a couple weeks. We have about 300 folks coming. So if you want to see some people, um, hug somebody you haven't seen in a long time. I think there's a lot of people that haven't seen each other since Joe Vincent 2020, which is almost uh, 18 months ago. So I know, Rob, you're going to swing by that, that evening on Wednesday and for the welcome reception. So if you're around, please join us. And with that, we'll wrap up for the day. Everyone have a great, great week, and we'll see you next week and next month. Thanks, Rob. Bye.